You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Packernet After Dark. We're going to do this after a loss and get all the angry phone calls and everything else and kind of becoming a routine at this point. Honestly, I've been thinking... You know, this is going to be a bad season, so the numbers are going to be down, and uh, it's just going to be hard to do the podcast. I haven't really had this situation since I started the podcast in 2017, and then obviously 2018. Uh, Since then, it's been pretty smooth sailing, so I kind of forgot how to even do that, especially since the podcast has obviously had more listeners. It hasn't really been a problem. But I figure, you know, at least against Washington, they're going to get that win, bam, and... um, and then it'll then then it'll spiral. You know, you lose to Buffalo. Maybe we pull off a win here and there. You get a couple wins, get some hope in there, and things will things will be okay from a, from a numbers and podcasting standpoint. And then they lost to Washington. It's like, all right, well, I guess I guess this is it. <laughs> it's been a good run. But anyways, let's uh, let's do it. I was hoping we could sneak in one positive week and uh, hear from the positive fans and. Uh, you know, get some people back on the bandwagon and whatnot, but I guess not. We do have a couple new callers as I try to cue this up here. We're actually going to start with Blaine because although I have his number saved, I'm pretty sure he's never actually called in before. If that's wrong, then um, I guess I'm breaking my own rule, but that's where we're going to start. Kick it off for us, Mr. Blaine. Well, well, well. I'm, uh, Sitting outside enjoying this beautiful afternoon weather that I sat inside miserably not watching, well, miserably watching and not enjoying football. Uh, I guess my suggestion at this point with uh, the Packers is just like, we should just go outside and touch grass. Like, it's nice out here. You know, it'll be cold soon. And then maybe like Matt LaFleur at that point will be like, cold weather football, it's our time to run the ball. I will say that's that's a good example or a, a good thought. Brain's a little fried. Your suggestion for the Packers is to go do something else. <laughs> My suggestion, just just do something else. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. It was warm. That's what we'll say. It was warm out, and so that's why we're still struggling because we still feel like it's September. You know, so that's the problem. And uh, maybe that's when he'll do it. Uh... I liked the new offensive line lineup. I think right. they need some time to practice and stuff, but Zach Tom looking strong. Yeah, man. We can keep him in with a little bit of Bakhtiari back, whatever yeah. it might be. I mean, you know, overall, I was pumped about the line looking decent. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is your only friend, by the way. I presume you know who this is. Yeah, no, I got it. We're good. Thanks for announcing. Sorry, my daughter was looking at me and she brings joy to me unlike this football team yeah um yeah i think i think football's no fun right now and uh, i think next week i'm gonna i'm gonna self-sabotage put like 50 dollars on the packers for the first time in my life to ever bet against the bills and then just like walk away it'll be great (laughs) uh i thought you were gonna go in a different direction um no, that's yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. So, so, so you're gonna, the Packers are gonna lose, and you're gonna lose fifty bucks. That's gonna suck. Uh, that's it. Happy Halloween to me. Happy Halloween, everybody. Almost next week coming up. I'm tired. Uh, I thought we'd at least win this one. 
Like someone I know flew to DC to see this game. Can you imagine? Oof. Can you? And then you got to deal with DC traffic. I was gonna say, and it's DC. Like it's not like you went to somewhere cool. Like you went to go see the Raiders or um, you know the Chargers or anything else. Like that—that that is the worst place I'd want to be. Is DC? That is, that sucks. That was the end of the call. Um, yeah, I I, I kind of thought you were going in a different direction there with next week because it, it got something to click in my brain. Like you know what? Next week football isn't about football. It's about something else. Football happens to be on, but there's got to be something awesome that's going on aside from that. You know, um, I still haven't made that brisket. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is brisket week, and that's like the cool thing. And then bam, we got brisket, son. There's also football, but we got brisket. We got, you know, something else cool, like maybe you could do brisket tacos. <laughs> I don't know, brisket on top of brisket, brisket sandwiches, make some cornbread or something. Um, anything, anything else? So so it's it's a good day. And and football's on, again, just for the ambiance. You, know, you got the football noises, the music, and, and uh, the announcers that you are going to probably end up muting, and we all should mute. Um... And and also maybe they win, maybe they win, and you put fifty bucks on it, and probably make a, a decent return on investment because the Packers are going to be pretty big underdogs, probably the biggest they've been in a very long time. Um, other new callers, this is New Caller Day. Hello, New Caller. Hey, Ryan. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Hello. Uh, I tried to call a couple times and got cut off, so I apologize for that. Call from Canada and. We kind of suck up here. I get it. Uh, but yeah, anyways, just going to kind of put my two cents in on why maybe so many of these teams are sitting at the three and three, even the four and two. I feel like there's a, a lot of, um, a lot of changes this offseason, like big changes, uh, shuffling of coaches and players. And I kind of think that has a lot to do with it. And I think some of these teams might, Start to get it figured out, hopefully, Packers included, but I just mean, you know, a lot of the teams like Russ to the Broncos, a lot of the coaching changes, and I feel like there was quite a bit of shuffling teams that were good, like, you know, the Steelers, and I mean, the Chiefs are still pretty good, but they just lost Tyreek. They still have that solid core of players, like they didn't lose too much and then they replaced him with, with two more receivers and I will say I know this isn't your main point but it popped into my head so I'm going to say it um it is a little nice to have everybody suck this year you know because you can kind of sneak in the background if if everything was business as usual aside from like minor tweaks like usual you know the usual parody like oh that's weird that team seems a little off they they seem to be sliding a tad um you know, it's 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 it it goes a little bit more unnoticed. Like, dang, the Packers kind of suck this year. Like, oh, really? Yeah, no. Hey, have you seen Tampa, dude? They lost to Carolina. They scored like three points. What? That's, yeah, go check it out. Go over there and look. It's crazy. Way over there. Don't over, Don't come back here ever again. They're over there. Just shut up and don't ever talk to me. You know, I think they still have you know the tight end, and that plays a big part in it. Where you know we lost more than just Devontae, so it's a it's a bit of a difference there with the the Chiefs is not one of these teams I'm, I'm kind of referring to you know it's more like the the Broncos and these teams and some of the three and three teams just a lot of movement but I think some of them will get it figured out um the Niners might get it figured out and hopefully we do too but Speaking of the, the tight end, you know, I'd really like to see, I feel like last year we almost started to develop that, the bit of the bully. We, we started to be the bully and I don't know, I would love, uh, I, I love Lazard. I think he's a great player. Um, I would love to see him get, get put into the slot role more, especially now with Cavio. Um, just get just I'd like to see us get big again, you know. That 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 is a good point. I kind of thought about that because everybody's talking about how, you know, with this new change in defense, everybody's going too high, so teams are going to be running more. You're going to see the fullback come back and I'm every time I hear somebody say that I think isn't that supposed to be us? 
Like, I, don't, I don't understand. I thought we were that counter. We already are the counter to the counter to us, right? The counter to our defense is to play too high and all this stuff. And, and teams are going to evolve into like these big hulking, you know, big offensive line, big running back, fullback, big tight end. Like we're, we're the only team like in the NFL with a Mercedes Lewis. We're the only team in the NFL that I'm aware of that has like specifically blocking wide receivers. We're one of the few teams that has, you know, again, Josiah is more of a H back, whatever, but it's, it's pretty much as far as, as far as today's NFL goes, there's like three real fullbacks. Like the bears have one, the 49ers have one. Um, and, and maybe another team, Baltimore, maybe, I don't know. And then you've got, uh, like H back. So we, we are, shouldn't we be the team that's ready for this change? Like, oh man, we got to play big boy football and smash people in the mouth and stuff. Dang, that sucks. Good thing we're already built for that. Except we don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how that works. But bottom line is I agree. Yeah, we, we need to get back to just playing. I'm going to smash you in the mouth football. I don't understand how we have a team built for I'm going to smash you in the mouth and we're trying to play like finesse football. Like Rogers trying to launch the ball down the field to Alan Lazard. Like what, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like the defense is trying, supposedly that's what they're showing us. I, I don't understand how that jives with like too high. I know the jets didn't necessarily do that, but whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I I'm hearing different messages that don't make sense to me. Like, Oh yeah, it's tough. Cause defenses are doing this now. So eventually offenses are going to have to adapt to this. It's like, wow, that sounds like we're going to have to adapt to exactly what we are. That's weird. I wonder if we're going to do that soon. Uh, a lot of 11 and 12 personnel with, you know, maybe, you know, Sammy and, and Lazard in the slot and keep Dobbs outside and um, keep Dylan and Jones in at the same time and just get a little bit big up front. Um, more tight ends, you know, maybe Tunyon and Lazard in there with Sammy outside or, yeah, I just feel like we were almost getting that identity of, of the bully there at a certain point and uh, we lost it somewhere along the way and, and went back to this finesse and right. super over scheme. Right. Scheming. You got cut off, I'll let him finish here, but exactly. Yeah, uh, Mitchell again from uh, Sucky Canada, but I might have got cut off there. I, I probably rambled on way, way too long and didn't even really have a question. Just uh, kind of my input and maybe uh, maybe something you, you'd want to look into or or discuss anyways. Um, yeah, if, if I did get cut off, like I said, I love your show. Uh, great stuff. Uh, I love the uh, the records at night the after dark is, is just as good as the uh original so keep it up man the uh the show is awesome um yeah long time listener from canada up here and uh go pack go hopefully we can get this thing all the way turned around talk soon appreciate the call mitchell please uh please keep calling um but no i i, I agree and again i just i don't get it and on one hand, I want to do that thing where I'm like, well, I'm sure I'm just wrong about that. I'm sure that's not it. You know, and, and anybody that understands football will understand the nuance and the complexities and all that and, and why that that's not really the case. And then I sit here and think it's like, well, we don't know how to run the football when we should run the football in very obvious running situations on a team that can't throw and is running well. Um, so maybe it's not complex. Maybe it's we can't do basic, simple things because we're stupid. Maybe it is true that we are uniquely built to attack these defenses. I mean, the last two weeks in a row, and I confirmed it with Coach On when I talked to him uh, just uh, about an hour ago. I was like, am I wrong? Or did the last two weeks we, we were running into really, or we, we were, excuse me, we were not running. We were playing against really light boxes and refusing to run. And he's, he's, absolutely. You know, we're, we're going up against six-man boxes here. And we're not, we're choosing not to run. So yeah, the, the the bully mentality is exactly what we needed. And and if they start stacking the box or whatever, fine, but we're taking them out of their too high shell then, which is what we need to be doing. Isn't that exactly the whole point? Like that's that's the cutting edge in the NFL today. Teams want to play too high. Probably because they're able to win up front with having a light box or whatever. Why? Because teams are getting away from running the ball. Everybody's throwing and they're attacking deep and they're doing all these things. 
But we can do that. We can beat your six-man box. We can beat your seven-man box. Heck, we got a shot against an eight-man box. But if you're going to show us six because you want to play coverage and we choose not to run just for the heck of it with a lead, it's 14-3, to and they're playing a light box because they're just... They're basically saying, well, they won't run. It doesn't matter. They won't do it. We, we, could, we could have a two-man box, and they'd still throw it because it's the Packers, because it's Aaron Rodgers. That's what he does. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, but that's a, that is a fantastic point. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it's been something that's been rattling around in my head, and I just, for whatever reason, just have not uh, fleshed that one out fully, but, but there you go. That, that, I, don't, I don't get it. Hey, Ryan, it's Colt. Hey. Uh, long time listener for about a year or so, but uh, first time caller. You said Colt, right? Just watched that, uh, that Commanders Cole. game, Packers Commanders, and oh my God, I just, I so badly want to punch a hole through my wall. Yeah. I mean, number one, get Amari Rogers off of punt return. Right. I mean, he's just, consistently muffing it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, well, you're going to move on after that. So one of the things that came up when I did my roundtable with Coach Hahn, uh, Clayton, and Jacob is on this topic. And the thing that kind of occurred to me in that moment is we're really being unfair to Amari. If he's shown any promise anywhere, it's on the field as a wide receiver. We've never really utilized him for what we brought him to do here. And, and maybe there's good reason for that. I don't know. But I'm watching the guy play. And as far as I can tell, he's the best wide receiver we have on the team right now. The guy has been basically benched the entire season as far as his offense, his, his allowance on the offense has, has, has whatever. You get what I'm saying. Can't form sentences, but you know what I mean. And he goes out there. And again, he doesn't have as many targets or receptions as Lazard, but he has more separation. He looks better after the catch. I mean, he's not getting the opportunities. Lazard is blanketed. The only thing Lazard's doing is trying to catch the ball while a guy's draped all over him and falling to the ground. I mean, that's that's not an offense. That's nothing. That's not a thing. Amari's actually catching, and by the way, great catches. You got a pass that's massively off target that he contorts his body about snaps his back and half to catch it and he catches it and he's able to catch these passes that are way off target turn up the field and make guys miss like I said he knocked a guy out of the game last week the point is that's where he's showing promise so let's invest in that we've learned already that this isn't his thing we didn't bring him in here to be a punt returner we didn't bring him in here to be a kick returner why are we doing this like we the, we've we've learned already haven't we and, and Coach Hahn is even saying um, uh, Aaron Jones should be the, the returner. You know, if you want to be an actual Super Bowl caliber team, you have to invest in special teams, and that includes putting your star players out there. He's the guy. He's the guy. Um, I, I, I hadn't really thought about that because I've been so ingrained in the Packers' way of doing things, which is throw your, your scrap heap out there in special teams. But why not if we're only going to run them eight times? But but no, you, you, you're right. What, what we're doing is ridiculous. It's unfair to Amari because everybody hates that guy. Why? Because we keep asking him to do something that he can't do. And that's stupid and it's unfair to him. Stop doing that. Stop it. Take him off of that. Put him out there in the slot as often as you see fit. I think you should do it more because, again, he and Josiah are our two best receivers as far as like looking promising after actually doing stuff with the ball. We refuse to put him on the field. I'm getting way off the, the topic here, but it's just, it's insane. And this is part of the reason why, as much as I've lost faith in everything, quarterback, offensive line, tight ends, at least A.J. Dillon as far as running backs go, defense across the board, I've also lost faith in the coaches. Because on top of your team not being prepared or anything else, you can't do basic things. Getting Amari off is basic. You know, just like running the ball more is basic. Not throwing the frickin' football on fourth and one is basic. And Aaron Rodgers, I just, the fourth and one call, yeah. I think, describes this offense perfectly. A hundred percent. That, yes, yes. That, that, that is, if you had to summarize the offense, that's it. Right there. 
And and again, I as I mentioned, well, I haven't yet. I'll mention it tomorrow. I put that on on Twitter, essentially something to the effect of nobody on planet Earth, aside from Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, thought that that was a good idea. And every single one of us sitting here expected that to happen. Right. We, we just know that's what we do. It's so stupid. But everybody knows. But anyway, somebody had mentioned, well, the play would have worked if he just caught it. And somebody else says, well, yeah, I mean, the play would have worked if Sammy would have actually blocked a guy, which I don't know if he's supposed to. It, you know, it's very possible he was actually supposed to run down there and Rodgers threw it to the wrong guy. That's Clayton's perspective on it. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But the point is, exactly. You're, you're not dissuading anything. You're, not, you're, you're proving my point, if nothing else. If only he had caught the ball. If only they had blocked. If only they were able to execute a passing play. Exactly. Thank you for proving my point. That's the problem. They can't do it. They can't run the right routes. They can't catch the passes. They can't block the right guy. They can't do anything. Rodgers is inaccurate. They're making bad decisions, bad reads, bad bad accuracy. Everything is bad with throwing. And beyond all that, it's fourth and freaking one, and we're running the ball just fine. And we pass on fourth and one. We passed on fourth and freaking one. This is the Packers in a nutshell, and I am putting this on Aaron Rodgers 100%. I'm sure Matt LaFleur signed off on it, and maybe even going into it, he was fine with it, but if Aaron Rodgers is not our quarterback, we don't run that play. Nobody else runs that play. It's stupid. Maybe if this is like 2020 Packers, fine, because that was the number one offense in football, and they're unstoppable, and you at least trust. As much as I'm looking at it going, mm, I don't know, we didn't run the ball as well as we do now, and we certainly passed the ball a heck of a lot better than, than you know, I mean, if that's Devontae Adams there, and we're not just a complete disaster across the board, fine. This is so stupid. This is not a lack of talent. This is a lack of brain cells. Who have... You're two guys in the backfield. Right. For shotgun. And instead of giving it to either one of them, who have been doing decent the day, I don't know. I just... Yeah, and, and you can even point out, well, Aaron Jones actually had a low yards per carry. Number one, as I point out again tomorrow, if you do the math on it, with as few carries as he had, if you get tackled in the backfield like twice, your yards per carry is garbage. I forget what exactly. Well, let me just do the numbers real quick just to illustrate my point. If you run the ball five times and get five yards per carry, which is which is great, and one time you get tackled in the backfield for a five-yard loss, your average is 3.3 yards per carry. I'm not looking at that situation saying, nah, we're only getting about three yards per carry. We're not actually running very well. We shouldn't do it. No, we've been very good and very successful almost every single time. There was one bad play. So... Yeah, if, if it's a, over the course of 20 carries, it kind of balances out more. If you're talking eight carries, or in A.J. Dillon's case, four carries, the yards per carry is, does not really give you a very uh, a very good picture. And even if it does, he had like, what, 2.9 yards per carry? We needed one. We needed one. So even that argument doesn't necessarily work out all that well. We have the ability. Yeah. And we, we just can't. We can't execute. And I know I know that's the word of the day, execute, but I just... It's the right word. All of these guys have done it before. Right. What is stopping them now against people like the commanders? Well, that, and, and, and that's the reason why I keep bringing it back to coaching, because I don't, I don't know where else to put the blame. It doesn't make any sense, right? I, I know, again, talking with the guys, Clayton was saying, well, maybe we don't have that much talent. That's his perspective on it. I don't agree because we've seen Jair do it, right? We've seen it. We've seen Rodgers do it. We've seen Lazard play better than this. We've seen Elton Jenkins play better. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's pretty unlikely. Let's just, to, to put it lightly, it's pretty unlikely that we actually misjudged everybody. Actually, Amos, not that good. Actually, Jair was never actually that good. Actually, Stokes, not super good. Actually, Razul, not very good. Ooh, Devondre, not very good. Now, a couple of them, sure. Like, okay, Devondre had one good year, so you expect to fall. But it's, but it's everybody, including guys we've seen multiple years. Rodgers, yeah, the, the, that decade and a half pushing two decades, 
big fluke. He was actually never that good. It was all just uh, smoke and mirrors. Or, or you know, in his case, he fell off. Like, like there's a reason for everybody. Either they were never that good or they've fallen off a cliff. Elton Jenkins, never that good, actually. We, we just overhyped him from day one, right? Royce was always this bad. A.J. Dillon, never really that good, actually. We just always overhyped him. Kenny, who started off good and is declining, he was, he was, always, he was always bad. I mean, is, is, is that it? It was just a mirage for three years. The Packers were successful because guys that weren't actually that good just fell into success accidentally. Or are these good football players that forgot how to be good football players? And how does that happen? How does that happen? At least when you look at, for example, 2018 and the Packers and you say, man, they, they had talent. Where did it all go? At least there, there were more clear-cut issues. I mean, the, the, the declines had kind of started. Right? You, you could see the shakiness in 2015. 2016 was a pretty good year, but there's still some issues, right? You're seeing Clay decline. You're seeing all this stuff, and the and the drafting had had really dried up. You get you, we had about three years of just really bad misses in the draft, really doing nothing in free agency. So we're not adding talent anywhere, and and guys are kind of getting washed up. And then 2017 is a lost year, and 2018, you know, by the time he comes back, everything has continued to decline. Plus, the locker room had completely been lost, and Matt, Mike McCarthy's. Offense had run stale, which had become obvious, and just everything, had, it, it made more sense. You know, Dom Capers had been our defensive coordinator for 50 years, and that, that had lost its, its charm about seven years ago. You know, we had the same washed-up coaches for, forever, refused to replace any coaches ever because Mike McCarthy was just a good dude and always promoted from within and would never fire anybody, always wanted to, to have everybody hired away so that they could, you know, again, promote from within, which is just a a decaying strategy you're not getting better doing that you're going to get worse doing that but this is this is this is unreal i mean we we actually got players back jair was gone last year he's back bakhtiari was gone he's back elton jenkins was gone he's back i mean as much as we want to put this on Devontae, that doesn't make sense the defense is not where it should be at all the offense isn't where it should be. And, and by the way, remember that whole, like, we haven't lost to get like 7-0 without Devontae? What happened to that? It's, it's obvious we were able to win before without him. Not saying we should be undefeated and we're better without him, but it's not true that this offense can't operate without him. What is going on? I don't have a clue. I would love for somebody to point to me at a time when, when something like this has happened in the NFL before, when a team that was just dominant for three years basically goes all in to keep everybody and they get more guys back and they draft a bunch of guys to help out and they completely fall off a cliff. They go from being a three, uh, a four loss team to a four win team. It's maybe a little, little worse than it's going to be, but it's, it's bad. Like really, really bad. The commanders who before this game were absolute trash on offense. Yeah. I, I really thought our defense was going to somewhat hold this team up yeah. a little bit. But, I mean, just letting Taylor Heineke go off after having that horrendous pick six. Well, not to mention, we should have had probably four pick sixes. I mean, there, there were two, at least two drops. I mean, Jair dropped one. Razul dropped probably two. Then we had the pick six. We had another one. I think that was a fumble recovery for a touchdown or something that got called back because of a penalty. I mean, he, he was just, he was terrible. And he was throwing up interceptions left and right. I mean, the, the, the defense could have scored more points than both the Packers and the Washington Commanders offenses combined. They had that opportunity. But they let it slip through their hands. And yeah, uh, Heineke, after having a terrible game, none of his receivers are open. He's under constant pressure. All this stuff. I mean, everything should have spiraled out of control. For them. For them. But the mental toughness, Tyler had it. Washington had it. Terry McLaurin had it. Those guys had it. We gave up. We're winning. We're winning. This is what we wanted. This is, you know, again, we, we, we can't give them excuses and be like, well, things were tough and the offense completely collapsed and that's why the defense fell apart because they just lost heart because of everybody else. But now you're winning and you're giving up? What, you're getting too comfortable now? What, what does it have to be like a perfect environment for you to be able to just continue to play for more than a freaking quarter? What do you need? Tell me what you need, princess. What do you need to play football? Tell it to me. Give me the, give me the surroundings. What, 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 what kind of pampering do you need? What kind of perfect environment? It needs to be at home, Sunday night, 
like with the lights down low, a cool like 68 degrees, 65-ish, you know, not not hot, but not cold. What what do you need to give me four freaking quarters? Because we haven't seen that from anybody. I, 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 I'm always more fired up on Packernet After Dark than I'm in the other show because you guys just get me freaking riled up. It's embarrassing. It is. I mean, Jair Alexander asked for Terry McLaurin and get obliterated. Yep. I just, I don't get it. But anyways, uh, love the show that you're doing. Love all your content. Listen to it every day. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's another one, Jair, right? I mean, it's, man, uh, you know, you pop off at the mouth and you get in your own defensive coordinator's face and you convince him to change his own freaking scheme, right? The guy's saying the scheme works. This is the cutting edge. This is what teams are doing. If you guys would just freaking do your job, we wouldn't have these problems, right? That was the, that was the butting of heads. But he was losing the locker room. Guys are getting mad because he doesn't trust in them. Fine. So he turns the keys over. Here you go. There you go. There's the team. You get to cover Jair. Erase this guy. Right? It makes sense. Of course it makes sense. But again, what happened? They didn't execute. Uh, maybe it's still the right thing to do. I don't know. Maybe being more aggressive. Maybe maybe we should have gone out and gotten a uh, a Wink Martindale defensive coordinator to come in and make this more aggressive because we have the pieces, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter what we do. If you can't execute, it doesn't matter for playing zone or man, or some combination, or or what fans call soft zone. I would rather them play soft zone all day long and execute it properly than man coverage with guys not caring or not trying. You you asked for it, dude. Right? Jair's the one that that's had an attitude. He's the one that's popping off. He's the one saying, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens next week. You know, if, if things don't pan out. It didn't, and you were probably the biggest contributor, and kudos to their wide receiver, no doubt, but again, what's the standard? Is the standard we're average? Because if we're average, then yeah, good wide receivers have good days. But if you're a top five defense that's led by a premier corner, number one in the NFL, shutting people down, I'm sorry, there's probably a dozen, two dozen wide receivers that are better than that guy. There are a lot of guys better than that. And if you can't if if you can't play man to man and take him away, you you can't take Justin Jefferson away for sure. So playing man, you know, that was the whole thing is well, we should have put me in man coverage cuz cuz he tore us up, but if I was manning him up, I no you wouldn't. I mean, look at all the premier teams. All the best teams. You want to be putting man coverage against their number 1 wide receivers? All the premier teams have for the most part really good wide receivers. Why would we do that? And now what do we do? Do we go back to trying to do Joe Barry's thing but executing, or do we stick with this thing? Because either way, it comes down to execution. And that's the point. That's what the coaches have been saying since day one. That's what everybody's been saying since day one. That's like the last caller, right? Or this caller, last caller. Uh, execution is the buzzword. It's the word of the day. That's what it is. And so, yeah, that's that was the that was the lesson. And I'm glad it happened. Because now, now the... All the, the stuff in the locker room about, oh, it's the coaches, and they're not doing this and that. Nope, BS. The coaches, I think, did the right thing and put their trust in the players and said, you know what, fine, screw me, screw the, my decisions and what I do and my scheme. Let's just do what you want to do. Let's do everything you want to do. And then they failed. So now you don't get the right to sit there and complain anymore. So now you get to sit there and shut up and do what I say. How's that sound for a plan? You let me be the coach. You worry about actually doing what you're told. And not blowing coverages constantly and letting guys fly wide open because you don't know where to stand, where to run, when to when to break off this or when to do, you know, maybe work on that and worry a little less about the plays that I'm calling. How about that? That would be probably the wrong tact to take with NFL football players, but that's a hundred percent what I would be saying in that in that meeting room right there. That was that was a real nice try, guys. You really tried. Great job trying to be the coach. That sucked. You suck. <laughs> Let me do my job. Here's the playbook again. Remember this? This thing you're supposed to know inside and out, but you guys don't know what you're doing at all? Learn it, because this is what we're running. 
Anyways, a couple more first-time callers. You know what? Why don't we take a break? Uh, We might just have a first-time caller day today. We'll take a break. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry at FertileGroundRanch.org. 608-501-0718 is the number to call this show, not Fertile Ground Ranch. You can find their phone number if you want to call them on the website. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, Ryan, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey. I'm on the Washington Metro right now, coming oh, back from the game. I'm sorry. Got to say, that was a tough one for sure. A yep. lot of mistakes in the play calling, and it shouldn't have been that close where the rest could make a difference like that. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think this one comes down to LaFleur. Uh, it comes down to Rodgers. It comes down to these receivers. I've been a defender of the receivers for a long time. Yeah. But, I mean, how many drops are we going to stand for before, uh, you know, uh, something happens, something changes? Anyway, uh, really love the podcast. Thanks for your hard work. Bye. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like that's, we're all eventually coming to this side, right? We, we've got early on. Most people were on the side of optimism, like, oh, calm down, relax. It's one game. It's not a big deal, right? They're, they're, it's early. It's week one. They, they never, eh, whatever. Chill out. Now we're we're to this part, and I did a poll on Twitter, who's still hanging out in the relax category and, and who's, you know, not. 15% roughly of Packer fans are are in the relax category, which means believe that this team can still turn it around and and likely will turn it around. In my opinion, I'm shocked that 15% still think this is going to get turned around, but that's probably just blind optimism. Um, but no, that, that that's the thing. And I, even even I have defended certain things along the way that I, I just, that's the big theme for tomorrow's podcast is there's nothing left. There's nothing left to defend. Every single thing we've asked for happened. We got Jair and man coverage and it blew up in our face. Didn't work. I said the key to this game, at least offensively, is for the offensive line to block and everything else will just fall into place magically. As long as the offensive line can block, Aaron Rodgers will have more time. He'll be able to throw more accurately, more in rhythm, more on time. We'll be able to hit more deep passes. Like, it's going to be beautiful. We'll be able to run the ball better. We'll run the ball more, obviously, because we're, we're doing a better job with all the blocking. It's just going to be a beautiful thing. Well, we didn't run the ball more. Didn't necessarily run more successfully. Rodgers did have more time, but was less accurate than I think I've ever seen him in my life. Didn't fix anything. So what do we have left? I I haven't seen the excuses yet, although the excuses were drying up real bad, even starting last week, where it's kind of just backed into a corner territory where, you know, people just are stubbornly choosing not to leave and are kind of just hurling insults at people. But, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what's left to defend. The only thing I can think is, well, Rodgers' thumb is hurting. Okay. I mean, the offensive line looked good, so we got an offensive line. We got running backs, and once we get Christian Watson back, then then we'll have that, and then Rodgers with his thumb, and okay, well, that's a stretch that Christian Watson's really going to turn this thing around, and uh, Rodgers was having problems before his thumb, and beyond that, uh, for example, he massively overthrew Sammy Watkins, which I don't think usually happens when you have a thumb injury is to have too much power, but, you know, Okay, I, I, I'll give you that. I don't think the wide receivers magically get better. I don't necessarily think Rodgers gets better. I don't even know that the offensive line stays this good, but that's, you know, that's another theory that we can run with. Let's just pretend all that happens. How good do they get? Are we talking like they start actually getting first downs for once or like actually playing really good football? Because that's a big leap. Beyond that, we haven't addressed the defense. That has never played more than a, than a half. And in this game, decided they didn't want to really play more than a quarter. We haven't addressed the special teams, which seems to be getting worse every week. There's almost nothing redeemable about special teams this week. We had Pat O'Donnell with one good punt, followed it up with a really short punt. Amari put another one on the on the ground. Still letting guys return way way too uh, too long, too far. So what what are we doing to defend this? And that this is against Washington. This is this is maybe the easiest game we're going to see all year. I don't know that Washington's better than Detroit, who we have to face twice. I, I, at this point, I'm not positive we beat Chicago. I know I've said that before. I mean, there's, there's no hope for teams like Buffalo, D- D- Dallas. Uh, that's going to be painful watching them lose to Dallas. Uh, Minnesota, again, that ain't going to go well. Um, you know, I mean, at, at this pace, but, but even if, but, 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 but even if they turn it around, you know, turn it around as in like the best case scenario based on what we're seeing, 
What does that even look like? There's nothing left, man. There's nothing left for me to grab onto. There's nothing left to defend. There's nothing left to look at and say, yeah, but, but what about this? And hey, if we can just do this and this, then I think everything, there's nothing. There's nothing. The locker room, the passion, the discipline, the execution, passing, running, blocking, pass rush, coverage, punting, kicking, coverage, nothing, nothing, nothing is working. Even against the worst teams in football, we can't do anything. Not a single thing is working. This is not like last year where it's like, you know, everything looks pretty good, but, you know, special teams was such a disaster. Or, or this is working, but that kind of falls off. Or there, you know, sometimes last year was there was always one thing that was just a thorn. Like special teams was always a thing, but special teams plus we didn't run the ball well. Special teams plus we had like a drop, which never happens. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! I can't believe the drop. Oh, special teams and like bad refs or something. This is everything. I'm not necessarily saying every one, but everything, every phase. There's not a single category that I can trust for four quarters in any game. Not one. Not the quarterback, the running backs, the offensive line, the wide receivers, the tight ends. Not the defensive tackles, the edge rushers, the linebackers, the corners, the safeties. Nobody. Not the punter. Maybe the kicker. I don't know. Probably not. Nothing. Nothing. Not the coaches. By the way, your name is now officially Washington Metro. I apologize for that. Um, it's just one of those things, by the way, the last caller probably said your name was Cole because that makes more sense. But the first thing I thought you said was Colt. So you're, you're cold now, which is not a, not a terrible, like Colt Lyurla, you know, that's an, that was a name Colt short for Colton or something. Maybe your name is Colt. Who knows? But, uh, uh, th- this, this gentleman's name is Washington Metro. So thank you for the call, Mr. Washington Metro. All right, we got two more calls from one new caller, and we'll see where that leaves us. Hey, Ryan, this is Takashi from Virginia. Um, this is the first time I've ever called into this, but I'm just at the point where he's coming out in a bathrobe and doing this, you know, everything's going to be okay kind of deal. I, I, I'm just kind of getting tired of it. Yep. I mean, I know that we've kind of gotten to this point now. Where- By the way, I haven't watched it yet. But I'm I'm seething at just the clips that I've seen. I'm I'm assuming you're you're referring to Rogers at the at the podium. Um, I've seen clips of Rogers talking, and yeah, it's just it's. I understand he's all about like manifesting and all that, but but the problem with the whole manifesting thing is, I know you're full of it, and I know that you know you're full of it. You're just saying this to say it because you think words are magical, fairy dust things that vibrate through the air, but it's just annoying. Because you're you're minimizing what's going on. I I I 100% believe. Just like last week when he had an attitude with somebody asking the question, uh, "How much faith in you had? Do you have in this team turning it around?" And he says, "Super, you know, snippy. Probably more than you. Yeah, probably. That's a good call. Probably. I mean, maybe not because you actually. I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe you you do believe. It. I don't know. But um, yes." And, and again, like, is this going to be every, and, and every week is becoming the same. It's like freaking Groundhog Day. Same questions, same answers to the questions, same f- performance on the field, followed by the same questions and the same answers. Gee, it looks like you didn't run the ball much. What's up with that? Yeah, it's crazy. We got to find ways to, uh, to get those guys running the ball and stuff. How do you feel about the team? Oh, yeah, no, I think we'll be okay. We just got to execute. Going to be cool, man. We're going to be, right. I, I saw a comment. Again, we'll, we'll we'll go over this tomorrow. I just I didn't have the energy. I'll go through the press conferences and stuff, but um, so I'll not not actually tomorrow. Tomorrow's podcast is already done. I mean, the day after, but um, something to the effect of like, oh yeah, Buffalo. Nobody's going to believe in us. Maybe that's exactly what we need. No, you needed to not lose to Washington. That's what you needed. You didn't need like here. Here's here's the biggest issue. If you beat Buffalo, I'm going to be pissed do you want to know why because you're capable and 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 exactly what you're saying in the podium is correct it's just that we didn't have the proper motivation we felt too good about ourselves and then we got kicked in the teeth which is such a stupid thing dude you've been kicked in the teeth since week one 
How many times, how many teeth do you even have left? But oh no, yeah, we, we, we were just way too confident. And because nobody believed in us. And then, so, so you've had the ability this whole time. We're going to miss the playoffs and have to endure this crap. Not because you can't do it, but because you just didn't freaking feel like it. Wow. I hate to say it, but you better lose to Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, not really, but, but really. If you waltz in there and are like, oh yeah, now we're fired and now we care. Now we're going to you know, show you, you don't believe in me. What? What are you talking about? This is, and this is what I'm talking about as far as like, how bad do you actually want it? Like, oh yeah, I, I, nothing matters more to me than football and winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but then you lay an egg against Washington and go to the podium and are like, well, maybe we just need, we need to feel like we're underdogs and then we'll, then we'll have more motivation. Gee, that's, not, that's your motivation, huh? Not the Super Bowl. Because I thought you were super interested in that. I thought you really wanted that thing. But you don't care enough to beat Washington. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. You're, you're super fired up, and you probably had a great practice too, right? You guys work real hard. So you know what? Here's the deal. The next time you guys are, are working on your choreographed dances in practice and people get angry about it, whether they're right or not, you kind of just have to take it. Because maybe there is something to that. Spend less time dancing and working on your high fives and handshakes and learn how to freaking play football. I don't know. It's just one of those things, man. I don't know. But those are the kinds of critiques and criticisms you're going to have to deal with because you suck. And it's one thing, again, if, if, if there's just no talent here, because then, 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 then it's just kind of mean. You know, like if you're physically in, incapable, like if, if, if Usain Bolt got into a foot race with me and lost, that's shameful. And um, he probably should be ridiculed a little bit for that. Because there's no excuse for that. I can tell you that. If it's a guy that's paralyzed and he loses, that's just mean to make fun of him, you know? That ain't right. That's, that's cruel. You know, if you're making fun of Houston, if Houston's dancing at practice and they're like, dude, maybe you should do less dancing and, and actually play and practice and get in your, in your playbook and maybe you'd win games. You just look at their roster and like, really? Really? You think practice is going to fix that? I don't think so. But we're talking back-to-back MVP, Right? Dude can't throw an accurate pass to save his life. I know he's not doing the whole dance and handshake thing. That's a whole separate issue. But Jair was. Mr. Hand me the keys and let me lock people down. I'm sorry, but however much practice you're putting in, however much study you're doing in your own time, considering the amount of broken plays and having no understanding of how to run this defense whatsoever, it ain't enough. It needs to be more. Because we are the most incompetent defense I've ever seen. It's, it's, it, j- just think of the fact that the amount of talent they have makes them better than they actually look like on, 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 on tape. Can you imagine if they didn't actually have the talent and the athleticism? Holy crap! 32nd ranked defense for sure. You don't know what you're doing. But yes, I, the, the whole podium thing of we're going to be fine, we're going to turn, just shut up. All right? I mean, I know you have to stand there and you have to say something, but don't say that. Don't give me your optimism nonsense. Don't do that. You, you haven't earned that, the right to stand there and say, we'll be fine and act like I'm an idiot. That's, that's, that's the thing that drives me nuts is the arrogance. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers last, uh, last week on Pat McAfee making jokes about like, oh yeah, you know me, all I care about is football, all football all the time, mocking people like me, not directly, I'm sure he doesn't listen, but for, for asserting that maybe you should spend more time worrying about football, right? Because, oh, that's ridiculous. I, you know, I, I shouldn't have to do that, 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 that. You know what? Maybe you don't get to be arrogant. I mean, you can, but it, it's going to fall flat. Listen, if, if you wanted to do that, you come out and you smoke Washington. Then you go to the podium and go, how's that? All this talk, all this panic. And here's the thing. That's exactly what they would have done. They would have thrown it right back in our face. Where are you now? What's up now? Thought we weren't working hard enough. Thought we didn't try hard enough. Thought we weren't a good team. What's up now? Thought our coach was no good. Thought you wanted to fire him and fire him and cut him and cut. Now what? Now where are you at? But they didn't win, did they? They lost to Washington. So guess what? It all stands. Everything I said stands and is just ramped up to 10. You're going to sit here and still tell me Matt LaFleur's seat ain't hot? Why? Why? Because last year we won 13 games? You're going to tell me cutting Rodgers, which I know, forget the contract situation. You're going to tell me that moving on from Rodgers is a ridiculous notion? 
that dude, that performance we watched this last week, or yesterday, today, whatever, that was worse than Taylor Heineke. That was worse than Bailey Zappi. That was worse than uh, whoever we faced against the Jets. We, we have faced bottom-of-the-barrel quarterbacks all year. All year. That was one of the worst that we've seen. Ironically, Tom Brady might have been the only one that was worse. I'm just kidding. Tom actually looked fine. Tom did not look that bad. He certainly was better than, than Aaron Rodgers in this game. Maybe Justin Fields. That's about it. Every other quarterback that we faced looked better than Rodgers in this game. Decision-making, accuracy was zero. Zero. Even the completions were not on target. And there was no pressure. So, there you go. They lost to Washington of all teams. But it's gotten, I, I just, I don't know, the kind of the attitude. I mean, I guess when you have $15 million guaranteed, it doesn't really much matter. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, it's just off-putting. Yep. And I used to, you know, I used to kind of be like a big Rodgers defender in terms of how he has that attitude and stuff like that. But this, this constant eye-rolling and all this, you know, we're in the bathrobe. And I, and I think this is just kind of like the last game I really want to watch for, for the remainder of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of... It's like like everything else, man. There's a lot of things that I like and a lot of things I don't like. I I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers doing what he said in terms of of taking control of the narrative. He doesn't want people to be able to, to, to just make up lies and run with it. And that's great, and it's been working spectacularly. Um, The problem is there's very real problems, and he doesn't want to own up to it. And yeah, there, there are issues that have always been there. Constantly screaming at other people when it's your fault. That is one of the most tired things of Aaron. And, and you know, again, we talk about leadership. And it's one of those things you're not supposed to talk about, but it's a real thing. You know, if, you, if you're going to be the, the biggest problem on your entire team, and then you're going to sit there and scream at your head coach, is that who he was yelling at twice? Saying, what the F are we doing? If I'm Matt LaFleur, I'm looking at him going, what are you doing? Why don't you throw it to the guy? What do you mean, what am I doing? That was a pass play, bro. That's you. That's your realm. What, are you you're mad at my play call? Because your ball hit the dirt? Come on, dude. The guy overthrows a wide receiver and starts screaming, what the F are we doing? And then, yeah, again, with the press conferences. And, and to some extent, I understand it. You're not in a good mood either. You're, you, you put in the work. Maybe not as much as we had all hoped, but let's be honest, it's still a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. You came back to play football. You want to win a Super Bowl. You want all these things. You want to be better, and then that's your performance. You had to travel all the way out there just to get kicked in the face by a garbage football team, and now you have to go to a podium and face a bunch of reporters that are saying, hey, so uh, remember when you said you were going to be good? What happened? Because it looks like you still suck. I Granted, you're probably going to have an attitude, but... I, 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 I still, it, it is, it is getting tired. Some, some things are, are getting a little old and, and if nothing else, I mean, yeah, you're going to have an attitude at the podium, whatever, but you cannot scream at your own teammates and your head coach when you suck. You can't do that. Well, the play should have been better. I don't care, dude. You threw a bad ball. I don't care about what play that was. It was there for you to make and you missed them. And yeah, I mean, again, I, I to some extent understand it, but you, you got to reel it in a little bit because if this is going to turn into a, you know, us against the world and, and Rodgers is kind of doing what a lot of positive fans do, which I think is the wrong thing to do, which is to say either you agree with me that everything's fine or you're not a real fan. A lot of times Packer fans or Packer players take that tack. We here believe in us, even if everybody else doesn't. All these fake fans and everything, they don't believe it. No, BS. You don't get to play that card. You obviously suck, and we're just acknowledging it. And we're asking you for a real answer. If you don't want to give a real answer, then don't. But, but don't sit here and try to turn it back on us like we did something wrong. This whole real fans think that the team is going to be good all the time thing is stupid. It's stupid. Real fans still love the team. Fine. You're right. Real fans love the team, and they want it to succeed. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, if you're going to say that a real fan has to believe that the Packers are going to beat Buffalo by 14 points next week, that's not what a real fan does. That's just kind of stupid. Possible, sure. 
But if you're telling me you're taking all the best available data and the conclusion you can come to is that the Packers should win by 14 or 7 or 1, I'm saying that you're not very good at figuring stuff out. Uh, Takasu, again, I just was kind of curious uh, on your thoughts, I guess. Obviously, you're probably going to bring it up in discussion on your Monday show. But I guess I'm just kind of curious on what you think realistically now what our record's going to end up being like. Do you think that we're going to win any? I, I mean, it, I know it seems really silly to right. even think this way, but I don't see this team winning anything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's kind of, I guess, in my perspective, would be the opposite of if we were just a completely dominant team, right? You're, you're favored, let's, let's say Buffalo. Just because you're the favorite to win all the games doesn't mean you actually should expect to win all the games, right? Uh, if we assume that that was the case, and I'm guessing it probably was. I don't know about Kansas City, but whatever. Then Kansas City. You, you expect to lose some games you shouldn't, and, and you hope that they're going to be the teams that are at least somewhat competitive and not give up one. But, but yeah, may, maybe you lose two games to really competitive teams and one that's you know maybe mediocre that you really shouldn't have lost, but something just went wrong, just disaster here and there. We're kind of on the other end of that now, where you know if, if we're looking at who are we better than, well, that's tough to say. Um, if you look at the worst teams in football, uh, we, we still have some on the schedule. We get the Bears one more time, we get the Lions twice. But unfortunately, Washington, according to DVOA, is worse than Detroit. So we got two Detroit games coming up. The only teams that they have worse than Washington are Houston, who we don't play. Arizona, believe it or not, who we don't play. The Colts, who we don't play. Chicago, who we play one more time. And then Carolina, who we don't play. So the Bills, the Lions, Dallas, Titans, Eagles, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions, according to DVOA, all better than Washington. So if we're just going based on favorites here, Right. Let's just say, I mean, and again, you, you probably win some that you shouldn't. You probably lose some that you shouldn't. But, I mean, we, 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 let's do it this way. What's our record now? Three and four. So we're probably going to lose to the Bills, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Rams, the Vikings. That's nine losses. The other teams are kind of close in comparison in terms of where the Packers are and where maybe they are. Detroit, Tennessee, Chicago, Miami, and the Lions. Let's just say we win half of those. Let's say we win three of those. That puts us at 6-11. and 11. You say, well, we might beat some of the really good, I mean, we might beat the Rams, maybe. You know, we could beat the Vikings because it's a divisional opponent. That's true. Let's say we win one of them. Do you really think we're going to beat three? out of Detroit, Tennessee, Chicago, Miami, and Detroit. I mean, I was kind of being generous there, but but okay, even still. So we're what, 7 and uh 7 and 10? I mean, what what what's a you got to at least get to 9 wins to to I mean, be above 500, right? We've won 3, so we need to win 6 more. We only have 2 4 6 8 what, 9 uh 10 more games. So we got to win 6 out of 10. So we should beat every bad team, right? Lions, I mean, it's not even bad, but, but not good, I guess. Lions, Titans, Bears, Dolphins, Lions again. That gets us to eight. So we have to beat every single one of those, despite, again, not being able to beat the Commanders. And we have to beat one of these teams. Vikings, Rams, Eagles, Cowboys, Bills. It's, it's not a stretch to say at the very least it's really, really unlikely that we have a winning record. Forget the playoffs. The, the playoffs would mean we'd have to beat multiple... I mean, I, I know the Rams are struggling, but still, I mean, compared to our struggles, not really. We'd have to beat multiple good teams and basically run the table against mediocre to subpar teams. It's just not going to happen. It's not. So, you know, if I had to guess the record, I mean, you're, you're right, it's... it's Without trying to be too pessimistic, because you look at it and go, I don't think we're better than anybody. But let's we, we call the Bears a win. Say we split with the Lions is two wins. Um, now, let me look at the other thing here real quick. 
We'll go in order because then I can kind of see things in a more clear path. So we got to go on the road, Buffalo and Detroit. After already be so we were on so we had to go to London. Then we come back and and play the Jets at home on kind of a tough week because you were just in London. Then you got to go back on the road. We lost to Washington. We got to go back on the road again and play Buffalo. We got to go back on the road again to play Detroit. I'm going to say loss, loss, loss. Then we got to play Dallas. I think that's a loss. Let's call Tennessee a win just because, because we need one. Okay, so there's there's a win. So we got ourselves four wins. Then at Philly, at Chicago, back on the road for two games in a row. That's a loss to Philly. Let's say we beat Chicago because they're completely inept. So we're at five wins, and we have four games left. We have a bye week. We're terrible, terrible, terrible coming out of a bye week. We're playing the Rams. I, you know... Hello there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Accidentally clicked on YouTube trying to click off of this. I, I, it doesn't matter how it goes with the Rams. Like, we play the Rams pretty well. It doesn't matter. We suck. Out of a buy end in general. So I'm calling that a loss. Then back on the road to Florida to play the Miami Dolphins. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But again, on the road, I'm just not feeling good about that. I know we were on the road and beat Tampa, but look how bad Tampa is right now. They, they couldn't get a touchdown against the completely imploding Carolina Panthers who just shipped off Christian McCaffrey. I mean, not only did he not play, they sent him away because they're giving up on the team. <laughs> Literally. They're like, this season is done. We're, we're, we're cashing it in. And, uh, you know, better luck next year. Um, and then, and then I, I just think, so, so what are we at? Five wins? <sighs> I, I don't think we beat Minnesota. Let's call Detroit at home a win at the end of the season, although typically Detroit kind of rock, rocks us at the end of the season, but usually that's because we're going to the playoffs or whatever. Um, so let's say we beat them. That's six. But I think some of the games that I said, like Tennessee and, and whatnot, probably aren't, so I'm not going to say we win against Miami. I mean, at this point, I feel like, and I'm probably being too optimistic right now, but there is the opportunity for them to get better in certain areas. They feel kind of like a six-win team, um, and it's it's hard to find the wins. But you know, we did beat Chicago, we did beat Tampa, we did beat the Patriots. Um, not that any of those look necessarily impressive at this point, but they can win football games despite the fact that they seem to be getting worse every week. But yeah, I mean, if you if you just told me, asked me based on how they look right now, what are they going to have? I'm saying six, and I'm, but at the same time, I'm like you. I'm looking at it going, I don't know how they win six games. I mean, this is, this is pathetic. <laughs> it's really, really bad. I mean, really, I mean, the, 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 only, the only actual touchdown that in my mind was, was slightly competent in the last two weeks was the, what, the first drive in this game when we got that first touchdown. The only other touchdown we had in this game was a pick six. And then last week, the only touchdown we got was the one that was kept alive by multiple penalties. That basically dragged us down the field until we finally punched it in. So I haven't really put a lot of thought into it, but but just based on what I'm seeing, um, if they continue to play the way that they're playing, six wins might be a stretch. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't know, I don't know. I mean, the, the hardest part of the schedule is now just starting at this point. Right. The, the Washington team should have been kind of a it, – it's never a give me, but it should have been – this was the easier part of the schedule. Yes. So I'm just kind of realistically thinking about that. And also, I mean, with the Buccaneers, they laid a field goal, and that was about it. I'm just kind of curious on what you think that they're going to do. I mean uh, – they, they might be worse than us, which is shocking. But, I mean – Carolina is every bit as bad as um, as Washington. I, I think the biggest difference is their defense is significantly worse. Um, it, I, I believe, I, I guess I don't know that for sure exactly what they're doing this year, but I know historically, as in the last couple of years, their defense has been appalling. Uh, I know Burns is a good player and whatnot, but um, yeah, to, to put up three points, you know, it, again, we went up against a fairly decent defense, at least. They have not allowed a lot of points. Carolina, um, historically, and I'm not going to look it up because it's not that important right now, but no, they, they they might actually be worse than us, which is, again, completely staggering, um, which I guess makes sense because we beat them, <laughs> right? 
Uh, I know they had a bunch of guys out, so I, I guess I don't know that, but it's it's real bad. And and no, there's there's nothing about that win now that looks impressive, <laughs> especially considering the team that only scored three um, against Carolina had none of their weapons against us, and still did better. But you know whatever. The NF uh, the NFC is god awful for the most part right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just figured since uh, looking forward at this point, I I just don't see any uh any potential wins. I mean, there's always those abilities, of course, but uh, this team just doesn't seem to show up. Maybe that's just too negative, but on, I, honestly, you're. No, I, I, that's exactly how everything that comes out of my mouth. I'm like. I, it, it sounds like I'm being ridiculous, right? I, as I hear myself saying it, that's why I keep going back and apologizing for every word that comes out of my mouth, but I'm just saying <laughs> what it looks like. I know it sounds ridiculous. You know, what, because they lost three games, now they're a six-win team? <laughs> I mean, yeah, have you watched the games? <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What, do, what am I supposed to think? I mean, it, it's it's more ridiculous to say something else, like, oh, they'll be fine. Based on what? That's my question. Based on what? Wrong button. Your show is 20 times better on Mondays with negativity. <laughs> it, it's far more interesting when I'm waiting at work and doing something and you have some, some, uh, some dramatics in it. But, uh, yeah, no. Love your show. Go Pack Go. Yeah, it, again, it's it sounds... Stupid. Everything sounds stupid. Everything sounds... And, and I think the reason why it sounds so crazy, like if we were... I can't even say Jets fans anymore. If we were Texans fans, um, it might not sound that ridiculous because this is the same thing we would have been saying for the last several years or whatever, or, you know, the Detroit. But because we're Packer fans, and, and the only time you hear this stuff is from very negative Packer fans who are saying ridiculous things, right? They panic... Every time there's a loss, and then they bounce back, or they panic. Like I said, I, I panic after the first drive, and then they come back and they win the game, and there's no reason to panic. It's always, almost always the case that the panic is unfounded, and the negativity was unfounded and ridiculous and too much. But unfortunately, this is now the negative fans' time to shine. This is it. This is their moment, and, and we're going to have to concede that. It just is, because it's true. And so I think that's what the red flag is, is I'm now saying those things that every time somebody would say those things, I'd be like, dude, chill. But it's real now, right? This is a different situation. This is not a 13-3 and team. Obviously, we've already lost four, and the season just started. I guess that's not true, but it's, it's early. But this is not a 13-3 and with, with panic. You know, and, and this, this also isn't like, well, it's, it's only four losses, but there's every reason to believe they probably won't lose many games beyond this. No, there isn't. So... What am I supposed to do? I don't know. But anyways, we didn't get super far. Uh, today is a new caller day. That was all new callers today. But lots more calls to get through, which is fine because usually the call is tapered during the week. If you have thoughts, please get them in 608 But otherwise, you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.